Hey, Brendo. Hey, Matt. This is going to be the best camping trip of all time, dude. Why is that? Because, uh, I mean, come on. It's me and you out in nature communing with... Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. ...fish and birds and deer-like creatures. It's going to be so much fun, dude. We're, our days are going to be packed. We're going to be fishing and hiking and snowshoeing and camelbacking and um, jet sliding. Jet sliding? And wave ripping. So much stuff during the day. It's going to be, we're not going to have a, a moment to spare. But oh, we got to think of stuff to do at night when we're alone in our respective tents. Well, I know <laughs> something I could do. I don't want to hear about that, Brendo. Oh, okay. I want to hear about clean family stuff. Well, man. you know, we could, we could read some comics. Yeah, but I don't have any, man. Where would I get, where would I get comics from? We better stop at Golden Apple on the way out of town. Golden Apple Comics, dude, you're right. How could I forget? They sponsored my show. Golden Apple Comics. Uh, serving Hollywood and the surrounding areas for over 35 years, and now with the advent of the internet, which was invented like in October, serving the world at goldenapplecomics.com. Folks, you're going on a camping trip. Sure, your days are jam-packed. You're like Pocahontas. Might as well find a raccoon and become friends. But at night, when things get tired and cold and lonely and you need something to entertain yourself, why not pick up a great trade paperback from Golden Apple Comics? Why not wear a t-shirt from Golden Apple Comics so you don't get cold and that woodsy, uh, it does get cold. woodsy nighttime chill. Why don't you buy two Spider-Man statues and put them outside of your tent to ward away evil spirits? If only, you remember that movie Blair Witch Project? Yeah. If only those kids that had mini busts. None of that would have From ever Golden happened. Apple Comics. That witch couldn't have got in. She'd be like, I want to eat these kids. Oh, wait a minute. They're fans of, um, Wendigo. Yeah. Or, oh, look, I was about to murder these people. It doesn't even have to be in Blair Witch. It can just be for any murderer. Murderers love comic book stuff. So if they see that you're a fan, they, they decide not to murder you. Nine times out of ten, I'm saying, at least. Like, don't that's, take my, don't take a promise on that. So if you're, we're in our, let's say we're in our tents on our camping trip, and you hear a rustle. Yeah. There's a psycho murderer out there. Oh, no. Slashes open the tent. He's about to kill me, but wait. He sees that I'm reading. Oh, I don't know, maybe a comic book from Top Cow Comics, maybe a comic book from Archaic Comics. Doesn't have to be Marvel or DC, Golden Apple covers all the comic book companies, you know what I mean? Yep. It could be Marvel or DC, I'm not saying it isn't, but the guy's like, oh look, this guy this guy reads indie comics, I'm not going to kill him, I'm going to give him a pass, let me check the next tent, he slashes open your tent, what are you doing in your tent? I am reading the new um, Dark Tower book. Oh, I'm not going to kill him either, man. He's down with comic books and Stephen King. He seems like a nice guy. In fact, I made a hot lunch. I'm going to invite these two guys for hot lunch. And then we be I like hot lunch. We have a hot lunch at like midnight with a serial killer in the woods, all because of Golden Apple Comics. Folks, goldenapplecomics.com. Change your life. Don't get killed by a serial killer. Hello, spider friends. This is Smiling Stan Lee, and you are listening to Bagged and Boarded with Matt and Brendo. And before I go, I gotta tell you, Excelsior! I am a green knight, Oliver Queen. Hey, I'm a hey, man hunter, hey, I'm a lover of hey, weed. Hey, a Wolverine, your hey, ovary, hey, I'll open you hey, clean. I love hey, the BPRD, there's no creepy geek. I got a pool drawer at the comic book store. I got a discount wow. when I want Alan Moore. Or the work with the mouth, that's what I'm all about. More green, the swamp thing, I'm gonna blaze and geek out. I love bags and boards because I'm a fucking talk. I like bags. And welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brendan Creasy. We are joined by 
Derek Armijo. Derek Armijo, who doesn't like to go by the name I forced upon him. DJ D-Rock. Hi, what? everybody. How come you don't like a name that someone gave you arbitrarily that you have nothing to, like... That's like calling me, hey, uh, Mac, hey, Slick. Like, no. It's not, it's, be... Like, everybody's called me that in my life. DJ D-Rock? D-Rock. Have they really? And they think... Because like, it's the cool version of Derek. No, Derek's the cool version. Matt of doesn't have a cool version. Like, Mutt, Mitt, Mitt Romney, I could be. <laughs> Matthias. Matthias, you know, Mitt, Methuselah. I was I was Mateo in Spanish class in high school. Brendo's Brendo Man. That's cool. Like you both get, you both got superhero fucking names. Brendo Man and DJ D Rock. And then it's like so I'm Drew. What? That is my superhero. That's what I'm saying. I know that. And Who says I'm not. I never said you weren't, man. What would you, what are your powers? The power to blow your mind. With your mouth? Yeah. Is that is that a is that a fellatio thing? No. How you it gonna could be? Could be. You could blow it either way. You're like, I, I just can blow a lot. Yeah. You watch out, gals and guys. What, uh, how would you, how would you blow someone's mind, man? Like telekinesis? By, you'd get them so amped up about something you love yeah. that their brain would explode. And then they just, you're like, yeah. let me tell you about Full House. Ah! And then it's like fucking banshee screaming yes. in their ear. Their that is my puncture. superpower. Is to get really excited the power, about geeky shit. The ultimate fanboy. <laughs> Your powers in the ultimate fan to the, to the fanboy out to the nine. And it would be like this progression. I'd be just like, all right, let's talk about this. Blah blah blah. And then I get to like the pants shitting stage. You're, and you're like ripping your skin off your fucking face and shit. But you have regenerative powers. Yeah. That's the thing. So by at one point, you're just fucking self-mutilation you're so excited about. I go up to these bank robbers. You're like, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And you just jab your fingers in your eyes. And everyone's (laughs) like, oh, my God, we got to leave. Like, you're better than Phoenix Jones and the Rain City fucking super squad. That's pretty crazy. That that guy's going to get killed. You know about that, Derek? I do. Real life superheroes. But before we get into that... uh, we should we should note we are here at the Smod Castle on an off night because this week we uh we had a little bit of a special journey that you just heard the first part of. We went over to Golden Apple Comics, our wonderful sponsor serving Hollywood Melrose. for over thirty five years in the comic book arena. GoldenAppleComics.com. That's the website. And uh they had a party for the for the release of Spawn issue two hundred by Todd McFarlane and they had a big kind of signing and, and cool event. A lot of people showed up. And uh Brendo and I and Derek actually Went over to the comic book store. This was um about two nights ago, and, and got to record uh, a few little snippets. And you heard the first one by the, this point. That was, of course, uh, Brendo's impression of Stanley. Yeah, it was great, right? You didn't think you could do that, right? I know it was great. Hit me with an Excelsior. I can't do it Hit me with an Excelsior. That was a one time. Try it again. Excelsior. See, you lost it, but <laughs> for a second, <laughs> for a second, he sounded right on the mark. No, that was actually uh, Stan the man and. and uh, Derek was not there yet for, for that. Brendo, what was that like for you, dude? It was pretty nuts. That was pretty fucking awesome. I right? was just kind of like, you're great. Thank you. And shook his hand. Well, a I was times. there, but like Brendo didn't want to answer his phone. We were recording. We were recording with Stan. I, dude, my fucking, the ghost of my dad could have popped up and been like, you have five minutes to save me. I'd be like, dad, Spider-Man, Thor, Daredevil, Captain America, Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Stan Lee. I got home and cried when I looked around my room. I'm I not still gonna feel lie. the power. I've, it's energized me throughout the week. I'm not going to lie. I looked around my room at all the various Spider-Man and X-Men. Every Like, I realized, like, I'm a collector. I realized the overriding fucking theme in my life is Stan Lee for, and uh-huh. has been for a really long time. And, like, I I got to – and here's here's the other cool part. Like, um, uh, uh, 
Stanley St- doesn't record your podcast though. What? You gotta be loyal to your to your peeps. What do you mean? Like I'm your peep. I'm talking to Brendo mostly. Oh, Brendo, like, yeah. Why but, is it me? Why me? But like Stan, Stan, Stan only had a minute to record. Hold on one sec. Stan only had a minute to record, so he was like, "Do you have any suggestions of what you'd like me to say?" So I was like, "Um, you know, it might be cool if." So like, in a weird fucking way, this is why I cried. I kind of put words in the mouth of the man that put words in the mouth of Spider Man. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I got to write for fucking Stan Lee for, like, one brief fucking sentence in my life, almost. And basically, I wrote what every other human being in the world would write. Fucking Excelsior, Spider Friend. And, uh... Should have made him say, like, Brendo is awesome or something. Or Matt Cohen rules. He said my name pretty cool, I thought. He had, he ad-libbed, no, he ad-libbed half of that fucking yeah. thing, too. As, as well, long I as go, it, as long as it was, well, that was a thing, like, here's, and, and I know now it might, it might seem like we cheapened it a little, but like, I still think it's pretty fucking cool that Stan just gave a shout out to everyone. What do you think? You think I should edit this out? No. That I wrote, that, that we wrote Stan's copy? Do you think that, that makes it seem cheap? Well, no, no, because how else is he? I mean, of course. He has no idea who the fuck we are. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's so, so yeah, I thought like for a minute, for a weird split second there, I was like, I'm somehow having sex with Spider-Man. Like, that's where it went to in my mind. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, you're kissing the no, chick who kissed that dude who kissed that chick. And Derek, I'm really sorry. Oh, you made Brendo feel bad, Derek. Well, you called me too, Matt, but then you hung up immediately. <laughs> what? Because they were probably like, Matt, you got to come in here right now. It well, was a crazy dude, time. Dude, literally, so we had... we had. I was about to unlock the iPhone, and then it was immediately... uh we we had two seconds, sir. Literally, like like two fucking seconds. Um, uh, you know what I mean. But it was it was pretty awesome, though, right? Yes, Derek, you would have loved it. That's all I'm gonna say. Sure. I'll <laughs> listen back on it. That's what I, I mean. Now there. you can listen to the episode and enjoy it for the first time. Uh, I feel like a douchebag now for 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 admitting that Stan didn't like come up with that shit on the cuff. Well, he wasn't psychic. He didn't know my name. But now, maybe but he is. He, that's what I'm saying. No, man, you're ruining the illusion. Stanley is psychic. He's he Professor did come X. up and he was like, well, and then he was there, like, Brendan. goodbye, spider friends, and like fucking swung off into the night. It was like, whoosh. he did just kind of disappear. Web slung out of there and shit, man. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, we also got to talk to another few people who'd be hearing from in the course of this episode. But dude, Stanley, we, we, we got to it for a second. Spider Man, Daredevil, Thor, uh, Iron Man, X Men, Hulk. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. That dude has created more iconic characters than anyone I can certainly think of. Maybe Walt Disney. Yeah. Stripperella. Stripperella. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> um, uh, what's one of the ones from the reality show? Oh, I don't God. Remember, but I remember Black he, Mamba or something. He remade DC Comics. Fat Mama. Yeah, Fat Mama. So he's the man who brought us Fat Mama. <laughs> Who's at all the conventions? She is. Like, they are, they are on the con scene now. He's also doing like the NHL. Like, did even oh, today yeah, all it the was NHL like Stanley presents the NHL, the new NHL. Yeah, pretty fucking cool, man. But just think that of guy's like guy's still doing it. He's eighty-eight years old, man. That's what I mean, dude. And can you can you like can you imagine like birthing that many fucking icons into the world? It's got a lot. Have you ever created a character before? He created Brax. I created. Stanley I didn't created Brax. I actually feel created Brax. Ooh, oh, we're both giving create? away all the fucking secrets tonight. But I helped shape him who he was. You were like, he should be green. Did you create Manny? No. <laughs> but Manny is me, so in a so sense. For those who don't know, Brendo has a webcomic called Brax the Alien yeah. Rocker, and they're I co created some of the characters. Right on. 
So that so and then really I have characters that I write, but most of them are based on me. Have you ever created a character based on me? So every character is Brendo, a version of myself. Yes. But, like give us an example. Well, like I, you know, I write things. Like I, I always have these ideas that I want to write, like a movie or a TV show about things that happen in my life because I've had a pretty crazy life. Yeah, so they're not characters. You're literally writing shit. But I want to try and like fictionalize it, but they always end up being me. <laughs> and like every episode ends up with me wanting to pour pee on a kid's head. Yes, even as an adult. The yeah. urinator. It's a situ, it's a situ, it's a situ urinational comedy. It's a urinational comedy. <laughs> and then, you know, so I don't know. I haven't come up with any besides the ones on our comic. I've created characters for your comic. He has. What do you mean? He's, he's creating a character for Brax Comics. Derek is? Yeah. Yes. Holy shit. Look That's at That's one more than Brendo. World, world breaking scoop announcement. It'll only be the first of few. Um, I've created a few characters in my day. Do you remember Wally the Qualbat? He was around for a minute. Oh yeah, totally. Remember I started that whole company? Yeah. I was gonna like try to, I was trying to make my own Hello Kitty. And it was, <laughs> it was a half koala, half bat named Wally. And I have hats and shit. And his tagline was, I eat humans. You need to be more simple. I mean, fucking Disney has Duffy. Wally the Koalbat's pretty fucking simple. I don't know. No one's st- oh, by the way, that is trademark. I'm Duffy's not even... a bear. No one steal that Koala shit. Bat. Like Koalbat. Koalbat. That's too much for kids to handle. It's not for kids. What's it's it for, for discerning adults who wear onesies like I am right now. I I'm, wearing, wearing, I'm wearing a onesie, a onesie right, right now. now, and it is by a company called the... California like Christian Republic. Thing you've ever worn? Yes, it is, Brenda. By one hundred. Yes. Naked under there? Nope. I'm wearing underwear and a t-shirt. And he pulled down the zipper without realizing that he was just wearing underwear as the door. At was least open. I was as, wearing underwear for children you. Children were walking by. At least I was wearing <laughs> underwear for you, buddy. Hey, this is like the red light district, isn't it? I'm kind of waiting. Oh no, it's the theater, theater district. district. Is there a difference? I don't think there's a red, red light, light prostitutes. Are you guys not prostitutes? Not not on Fridays. Is not this not going to turn into like, hey, are you the one who ordered the podcast? And like fucking sexy music starts playing and shit. And Brendo goes into a cake and then pops out of one. Like I watch Brendo like slowly and laboriously climb into a cake. He's like, hold on, guys. I got to go check my email. And we're like, we're wondering where Brendo's going. And then the music hits and he pops out. And he's like, hey. Is that what's going to happen here? No. Oh, okay. Then I'm bummed out, Brendo. I'm sorry. So there was Wally the Koala Bat. And then I've, I've written scripts and shit. So that's like creating a character. Yeah. But like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine being the dude who made like fucking Mickey Mouse or, um, uh, the Easter Bunny? Arthur. Or, you know, Stalin. Like one of those amazing Arthur iconic- the Anteater guy? Yeah. He's an aardvark. Mark Aardvark. Brown. Buddy. Mark Brown. Mark you guys, Brown. you know the guy's wow, name. Look at you. Can you imagine how what it's like to be Mark Brown? What do you think Mark Brown's doing right now? Sitting on a giant pile of money, doing coke off of PBS uh, executive it, hits, wearing a buster, <laughs> wearing a buster hat with the dude that invented Babar. Oh, that guy's probably dead. <laughs> who's Buster and who's Brains in this situation? What happened That's to what the I guy that know. created Little Critter? Don't Mercer know what that Mayer? is. Oh my gosh, yeah. He never got a TV series. Don't know what that didn't, is. Are you sure there wasn't a little critter show? Just no. because we can't hear each other doesn't mean we're not talking over each I other. I feel like there was, was a little a critter book. show. It was like Arthur. It was the little critter. Be careful not to talk over each other. Without the audience, because this happened last time a little bit. We just got, cause, you know Eric what I mean? and I were talking. 
What? What's the problem? All three of us were talking at the same time, and the audience. I, is Derek like, brought up something. The audience and is like, "This responded. is too much cool to deal with." Somebody just blew out their brains all That's over. That's what I mean, that. dude. It was Brendo's superpower came to work already. I was having a conversation. I understand yeah. that we're on a podcast right now. Don't be having sucking side conversations and shit. Well, I thought that was the conversation. We need to educate you. I think you'd be really in the little critter. If you would be. It's like a little Matt Cohen in Monster. Well, that's why I kept asking what it was, and you guys were just like, and fucking this happened, and they were going to make a movie, and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, like, there were other people these... in the audience like me who were like, hey, go back 30 seconds and explain what the fuck it you're talking like about. He was like an Arthur. He, had, uh, he was a woodland creature who had friends and little problems like going to the dentist. All I wanted to hear was that it was it's a little look, creature that had to go to the dentist. By Mercer Mayor. No, see, not a thank you. That's all I wanted to know. We need to inform fucking people, not make them feel excluded. Because all of a sudden, some of the audience is like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then, oh, I'm not cool. I'm not cool like, like Brenda. I think I'm not little cool Critter's like Brenda. Pretty popular. What? I think, I think a lot of people would know who Little Critter was. It was a cartoon? It was, it was a, a children's, children's book. book series. Oh, I don't know from that shit. Was Babar a king? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, king well he what? was a prince. His dad was a king. King of what? No, Babar, the was, Babar was the king. No, his dad was. His dad was dead. No. What are you talking about? They went on family trips. The main guy in the green suit with the crown? That was his dad. That's Babar, Babar. was the kid. That's not true. Yes, it is. They go back and forth. <laughs> they flash back to Babar's past. No. Brendo, I watched a show last week. It's Babar I and his wife. I read all the books. It's Babar and his wife. Like They're the king and well, queen. Then that's, then that's later because the books are he's a kid. I'm not talking about the books. I'm talking about the HBO cartoon. I don't care about that. <laughs> oh, I apologize, but like, that's not the creation, the original creation. Okay, wow. When Wait, did his dad dies in the cartoon? That's sad. He doesn't have a dad. He's an orphan in the cartoon. What? Babar gets raised by this old lady. That's fucked up. You're making this up. <laughs> How did you never see the cartoon? Because I was too old by the time the cartoon. The fuck, came too around. old? You're on the internet looking for board games every day. <laughs> I don't know. I had a brief Babar period with Babar the Babar is pretty preschooling. Did you not watch the Babar cartoon either? It was. If you're like five, you're getting too old. For did you Babar. want? Did you not watch the cartoon either on HBO? Just like in passing. With Ryan Rhinocetops or whatever was the bad guy? Were the Rhino people? And Babar, yeah, Babar was the king. He was they raised by this. Those books. They didn't rape them. They adapted them to children's television. Why do they always have to kill the parents? What? There were parents in the book. So they obviously just flipped it and made Babar the fucking king, and the kids were probably... Why does everybody have dead parents? That's like a Disney thing, too. Why is this such a morbid fucking episode tonight? We were talking about a cartoon elephant for a second here, guys. Then you told me Babar's dad's dead, and that (laughs) rocked my world. His dad and mom. That's really sad. And It's a fucking cartoon elephant. He got over it. He had like three kids and a monkey friend. This is like names. What was his monkey friend's name? Like Seville, or he was a French monkey. I don't know, dude. It's okay. His parents died, but he was friends with a French monkey. I mean, that kind of fucking makes up for it, no? Just trying to figure out when his parents died. They got shot by hunters. What? Yeah, they were poached on the cartoon. And then, like, this old lady, there's, like, a human... This lady. happened on the show? The first episode. <laughs> you are making this up. He tells, it showed his dad getting shot? He tells the story of how he came to be king to his son. Which son is it? Like, he's got two sons and a daughter. And a baby. So he's got four kids. Um, And the first episode is all his kids, like, curl. I just watched it, like, a week ago, the first episode of Babar. Wow. You, it was on Hub. Or Hud. Babar or, is not on Hub. It was on some fucking channel. HBO I watched it on... Family? T- I watched it on TV. It was Babar. It was the first episode, too. And it was basically him on the couch telling the story of how he became king. And, like, he was this baby elephant who these hunters killed his parents, and he was all alone, and this old lady found him and raised him. And then 
he met his wife, and then like it flashes to him like as an elephant that walks upright in a suit and shit. But like for a while, it's baby Babar, and he gets left behind by his family, and they get shot. Yeah, yeah, man, torturous, right? That's really sad. I was putting it all together in his mind. You're like, where? <laughs> Did that just ruin your night? It's really sad. I didn't know that happened. This it's is fictional. like Splinter. I read all these books where it was like Babar and his family, and Babar gets lost at the old beach, and like all this. Oh no, no, not at all, man. That was the books that I read when I was a kid. No, it was King Babar. This is like Splinter in the cartoon transforming from a human to a rat, and in the movies, he was always a rat. Did they rape that too? What do you think? We're what throwing the rape word around. I can't believe you rocked that. Really? I feel like that's. You think it's a- really analogous to a, to a man and or a woman forcing unwanted sexual intercourse? No, on I someone? apologize for that remark. It's not that. It's just like I feel like that gets bandy. It's the whole Lucas thing, and like it's just so fucking. I think Brendo should donate some money. Yeah, it's to, to a rape fund now, man. Look at you. Well, it's just, I, if I were the author of my, of that book, I would be really upset. You'd feel like someone put their penis inside of you? I wouldn't feel bad. <laughs> but you're gay. I thought that made you feel good. So wouldn't, so wait, and this, we're going to a weird place yeah, now, yeah, Brando. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Babar didn't end up like you wanted to. He did a ton of coke. Like that's what that nose was for. He was just a real racist too. It was all about like white supremacy. You wouldn't like the cartoon. Guess I feel not. like they might have changed the book a little it's bit. Produced by McG. Yeah, yeah, it was a Mick, it was <laughs> McG and Brett Ratner co-production, and Babar was played by um, uh, Cole Gina Hauser. Grishon. Cole Hauser played Babar, <laughs> and Gina Gershon was his dad. Gina Gershon and Balthazar Getty played the monkey friend. <laughs> but you would you wouldn't dig it, man. It's not your thing. Taking a puff <laughs> as he tra- takes a puff on a sa- fake cigarette to contemplate. What? You're retreating into a mind where uh, Bad Bar's parents still exist. Like, you shut down. There's, like, me and Derek should do this episode now because Brendo's in a place where, like, Bad Bar's just staring at his dead parents over and over again. It's really sad. It's a cartoon elephant. Like, Bambi's parents died. Yeah, that's sad. Do you walk, you carry that with you every day? No. That's what I mean. Get over Bad Bar. Like, it's not well, even. You just sh- told me. It's a story, though. He has to have time to decompress. Like the entire planet of Alderaan got destroyed. And I don't. I've never heard you once be like that was sad. You're like Star Wars is nuts. You never like Star Wars is about genocide and horror. Hey Brendo, did you hear that in the Blu-ray, uh, Alderaan doesn't get destroyed, but just gets a skin knee. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and Brendo just tears up for that. Like Babar's parents didn't die; they got paper cuts. Yeah. And their and they and their parents made oh, them go to bed without paper dinner. Paper cuts are still pretty bad. It, oh, poor Babar! His parents can't read the newspaper. <laughs> they couldn't anyway. They're elephants. They don't have opposable fingers. I feel like if we get off Babar, that's a bad subject. Let's never bring up Babar again. <laughs> okay, that's one of the things we don't talk about. Let's make that a new <laughs> rule: no Babar, because it brings Brendo to a dark Not fucking place. Podcast. What can elevate you, man? I don't know. What can Spice elevate girl. you out of this place? Out of this nice world, dark elephantine. Do you, oh my god! Holy shit, guys. Like, we gotta stay morbid now, but this fucking works. I was, I was, I'm telling you the truth. I was doubting the quality of this podcast until right now because you know what happened, Brendo? You are a miracle, baby. Why? You're a miracle, baby. All this dead elephant talk actually correlates to what I wanted to talk about tonight. I'm such a stoner, I forgot about it. Because you're the boy who lived in the shit to tell me about elephants so I would remember this. What? Your entire life up to this point was so you could remind me of this link, man. That's what I'm saying. You're a miracle. Okay. Okay? Right before I left here, gentlemen, like, I was, I was, uh, audience as well, I was chilling at home, watching television, and, uh, flicking around, and, like, 
some show came on where these guys were like hunting in the fucking safari or some shit. And we had like a half an hour to go before this podcast. So this is literally what I watched on right before I came here. And within like 30 seconds, I realized they were fucking hunting elephants. And then within 45 seconds, they shot a fucking elephant in the face with a shotgun on, on television. TV? On like Versus. It's a sports channel. Isn't that illegal? That ESPN owns. What? Isn't that illegal? It's a hunting show. Yeah, but isn't it illegal to shoot <laughs> elephants? Not in Africa, apparently. Yeah, I think they're endangered. No, this guy, no, it was the opposite. They were overrun by them. This guy had bagged 200 what? elephants that year alone, apparently. Like, Then why can't you have ivory and all that? Because that's what you can't illegally, because that's what they kill elephants for. You can kill elephants for the meat, <laughs> and you can get ivory. If you kill an elephant, you get, if, if you legally kill an elephant in Africa, you're allowed to harvest the ivory them. and the meat. I thought ivory's bad. What do you mean? I thought ivory, you're not supposed to have ivory. Like, the tiki god said so? Or what do you mean? I thought they were like, because elephants are endangered and you can't kill elephants. No. Well, they're, they're not endangered, though. I thought they were. They were, they were the fear of them being endangered because of all the ivory people wanted. And that's why they discouraged people from buying ivory because elephants were dying off and then people stopped buying ivory. So the motherfuckers are coming back. And now they're terrorizing the. And country. now they're like tearing up the fucking landscape Terrors and shit. That's like on Catalina Island, they were overrun by boars. And then they had this giant boar hunt and they killed they all They have like of them. coal. So apparently, well, that's, it's, it's, um, what do they call that? Um, uh, I, I forget the word where, where they restock the population. It's, it's for, it's, it's for population control. Yeah. The hunting. So apparently you can shoot elephants, but I was like nothing more horrific than seeing someone fucking empty a double barrel shotgun into an elephant. How many? Face. They gotta, they gotta have like an elephant gun. It wasn't super bloody. Like the elephant just was like pop and fucking fell over. And I was like, ah, it had like, to be a I pretty fucking, powerful gun. I though. screamed in my fucking apartment and shit, man. That's horrific. And you know the saddest part? Little baby elephant with a crown was sitting right next to them and was like, Whoa. dead. <laughs> That's how it went Look down. Look how I just brought that around, man. They filmed that shit for a documentary. No, but that, everything but the crown baby is true. Everything else. He did have a friend who was a French monkey, though. I feel like all monkeys are French inside. You know what I mean? French. Yeah. Uh, give them a cigarette and a baguette. They'll be happy. And a little fez. And a, <laughs> and a fez. beret. A beret. They have little fezes on when you see them at like the circus. French people? No, the monkeys. <laughs> Moroccan. How often do you see French people at the circus? No, I was talking about monkeys. They, okay. A little fez on them. Yeah, that's on the outside. They make them wear that. The monkeys don't get a choice of that. So hats. when they're hanging out, they just put on a beret? They're just French. Yeah, they're that's just. That's Aladdin you were thinking of. They're all into like, they just read no, like, I they saw just, a monkey they just read like fucking search. And like chill out in fucking cafes and like drink wine and like chase women and shit. And then when people come by, they act like monkeys. Like instant, it's like a Toy Story thing. You know what I mean? The but sec- they're in cities. The secret lives of monkeys. Yeah, yeah. And they teleport back to the zoos and the jungles. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're, they're futuristic Toy Story monkeys. What about those monkeys that terrorize tourists in like China and stuff? Those are like the outcast monkeys? Those are, those are, those are. I mean, I don't want to mince words, but those are the retarded monkeys. Those those monkeys have, are mentally handicapped. That's what happens to mentally handicapped monkeys. They live in jungles. They and make kill the, tourists. Those are the ones that can't time travel. They can't off. teleport. They you know what I mean? That woman's face. Only off. smart monkeys can master teleportation. Yeah, they um, send those to space. I saw this on the History Channel, guys. What about the ones that go to space? Those are the super smart ones. No, that's that's a thing. Those aren't even really monkeys. Those are frogs in disguise. <laughs> Because as everyone knows, frogs are amazing aeronautical engineers. But 
no one wants to hire a frog because they're so tiny and they don't have opposable thumbs. So they dress like monkeys so we feel like we can relate to them a little bit because we're so close in the genetic kind of thing. You know what I mean? Frog's like a wreck. The frog's not even a mammal. Who's going to trust a frog? Would you, Derek? Yeah, Kermit. He's like the most trustable guy ever. Muppet. Not even a real frog. I'm talking about a genuine living, breathing frog. Like if I was like, hey, man, this frog's going to watch your kid for the weekend. Would you let it? What is it? Those Budweiser frogs. I think those are toads. Those Isn't are that in the frog family? Um, I'm going to claim ignorance on this one. But <laughs> if I present both of you guys answer this question, if I was like, hey, guys, if you had kids, mm-hmm. if I was like, this frog is going to watch your mo- babysit your monkey for the kids, babysit your monkey, this frog is going to babysit your children for the weekend, or this monkey in a diaper is going to babysit your children for the weekend. Wait, the monkey's on a diaper? Yes, yeah, so it doesn't shit all over your house. I thought it was a smart monkey. Can he use the toilet? He just doesn't. He's a smart monkey, but he's got really bad bladder control. He's got prostate issues. He's an older monkey. I don't know. What do you go with, Derek? I let the frogs take care of him. Really? I feel like the frog can't do much in case of a fire or something. Like the monkey could, the monkey could act all excited. At well, least. I guess in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah, the monkey or like was blow actually its lips helping out him. Stuff. <laughs> the monkey had like the cages. He was helping him. That's what I mean. Yeah, and like Jane, Silent Bob. Like if you get no, let's let's, put it that let's, way. let's okay, let's. That was a chimp. I know. Let's go with a chimp over a frog. Well, a chimp, then definitely. Chimps are really smart. Yeah, Doesn't but they're also thing. notorious th- thieves. They might steal my stuff. Yeah, man. All your dice is all your dice no are be- all your dice are belong to chimps. Nope. That's a new T-shirt, Derek. Make it a meme, can you? Sure. You'll make it a meme. I'm tweeting it as we speak for me. Uh, you know, I was watching. I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Why does that like mean? sending me all these links all the time? <laughs> Techno Viking. Techno Viking. Have you seen Techno Viking, Derek? No. Techno- it's like three years old, though. I know, but you didn't see it. I hadn't seen it. Where did that come from? I don't know. I saw it randomly one day, and I couldn't find it again. It's Tech- freaking crazy. Techno Viking is. They must be in like somewhere in Western Europe, like fucking Prague or like. That's Eastern Europe. Okay, somewhere in <laughs> Europe, perhaps. Eurasia, even. They're somewhere in fucking Europe, dude. And they're like, it starts off, it's all these like kind of rave kids dancing in the middle of the street to this really loud house music. And there's this girl like center of the whole thing. And this guy comes out of nowhere and like gets up in her face and pushes her. And then out of nowhere, like this six foot eight fucking blonde ripped fucking like a viking like dude he looks like a viking like a fucking with like a giant fucking beard and like the weird braids in his hair and he's like the most the the giantest human being you've ever seen in your life he just fucking pushes the guy out of the way (laughs) and there's like a mini confrontation and he stares him down and then he just starts fucking dancing. And there's subtitles, and it's like, Techno Viking says march. And, and all then of a sudden, marching. like choreographed, like the guy starts walking, puts his hand up, and like 300 ravers just start following. Like he's like the god of vi- of rave parties, Techno Viking. And he's like marching and dancing, like doing. Marching and doing like he's crazy. He's like popping and locking and doing all the crazy, crazy. And they keep putting like stuff. joke captions. Like at one point, some guy runs over to him and hands him this little flyer. It's like, here, Techno Viking, read this. And it's like, wait, Techno Viking doesn't read. And it's like, remember, Techno Viking doesn't dance to the beat. The beat dances to, to Techno Viking. And at the very end, this guy pulls him out of nowhere, and they they like out of the very. He's dancing, and all of a sudden, this guy taps him on the shoulder, and they book off. They take off. And the caption is Techno Viking. Your ecstasied up dancing skills are needed elsewhere. Derek, you would you would like what? Oh YouTube. Oh YouTube. Um, you know what else I was watching again? The fucking Mortal Kombat fucking short. Yeah. Oh, it makes my penis and brain heart awesome have you seen it derek yeah what do you think 
Uh, I'm good with the first Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, they kind of suck. I opinion. had the greatest uh, theme. This is of your all nostalgia time. thing again, and like I'm be truthful. I tried the turtle flicks, and while I while I enjoy them uh, immensely, I just I I can't I can't relate to when I saw them as a kid. Like I'm seeing them with fresh eyes almost. You well, know Mortal, I mean? the first Mortal Kombat movie isn't good. Like I can't judge Mortal Kombat. Cool like I feel theme. like if I saw Mortal Kombat now, all the nostalgia would be removed, and I'd judge it as a normal movie, and that's unfair for that kind of thing. It's pretty it's ridiculous. Unfair to judge it on its own merits. Christopher Lambert. Yes, it's unfair to judge it on its and own merits. And what's her face, who's now married, Bridget Wilson Bridget as Sonia. Yeah. Bridget Sampras. I saw it in theaters with like my mom. And I saw grandma. it opening night like three times. I was so <laughs> You're like, it's Mortal Kombat oh, and Spice World. I weekend. had the Immortals CD and it had the Mortal Kombat. This came it came out before the movie. It came out you had to you could order it from the video game, like had the address and you'd sign and it was it had the Mortal Kombat song, and it had techno songs themed around each character of the game. There was like a Scorpion like, song. My favorite was Johnny and a Cage. Zero. Johnny went, Cage ooh, song ooh, was ooh, awesome. Ooh. It's like prepare yourself, prepare yourself, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Johnny Cage. Dun, 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 Did you jerk dun, off to that? Oh, dude, it was awesome. Like, no, you'd time your. Nut. I played Doom to it. <laughs> <laughs> you played Doom to Mortal Kombat music. Hell, would you play yeah. Mortal Kombat to Doom music? You're like, no, Mappy Land. I don't know. Trent Reznor did write some of the Doom soundtrack. Um, now, dude, that movie or the video game? The video game. Anyway, that Mortal Kombat short is sick. Like when fuck, like Baraka, like fucking reptile ripping a dude's head off, and like Johnny Cage getting fucking iced. And like, I honestly think the coolest fucking part of that entire short is uh Mr. Jackson Briggs. Oh yeah. Like that cuz like that's a character that was never a main character in the game and you realize yeah, and now like holy shit him. he should have been. And they ruined him in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You know what I mean? Like Jax is one of the most cuz he doesn't have powers and shit. Jax is like the most badass like entry yeah. level character into well, that whole entire. Got those he's got the metal arms and shit. But as far as like someone uh like they always try to make Luke Kang the main character and I was like every fucking game fighting game does that. It's always the Asian guy. Ryu, Liu Kang, Tekken, it was like Jin, like I never knew who won the Tekken tournament and it was the same guy every fucking year, right? I didn't really play Tekken. Did Did you see Mortal Kombat Annihilation on opening night? Yes. Was the excitement considerably less after? Oh my uh, god, (laughs) after like five minutes we were like, what the hell is this? Well, you can get excited again, Brendo, because as you and I know, and Derek knows, we had the chance to speak to um to a little uh, to uh someone who might have a little something to do with a new incarnation of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and uh, we might just very well have world-breaking exclusive film news coming up for you. Breaking right now, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Brendo and I's chat with Mr. Michael. Jai White. Take it away, me. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the uh, very distinct honor of being here at Golden Apple Comics for Spawn number 200, and we are joined by Spawn himself, Mr. Michael Jai White. How you doing, sir? What's up? What's up? Welcome Thanks to Bag and Board. Thank you for coming on so much, hey, man. Good to be here, man. You having fun coming out for this uh, Spawn event? Absolutely, man. Good memories, dude. So that's what I'm saying. Do you, do you still identify with the character? It's been how many years since the flick? Like, well, yeah, you know, people people still call me Spawn more than anything else. TMZ not, just called you yeah, Spawn. Spawn, call spawn, man, yeah. But, you know, it's like they call 
call now. Now they're starting to call me other things. Now, yeah. now I'm sure you're getting yeah. black dynamite I'm and stuff. Black dynamite, uh, bone and. And uh, and well, we're from blood, blood and bone. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Jax, the, Jax, even now too with oh, the yeah, Mortal Kombat yeah, thing. Yeah, you shot that Mortal Kombat thing yeah. was sick. Yeah, so it ain't it ain't just spawn anymore, man. It seems like you're knocking yeah. off all the big characters and kind of the the yep, geek realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely, man. I mean, it's it's these weird things. It's these these characters, one name characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep being called, but that's all good. No, absolutely, man. Yeah. So. So, um, were you a big comic book fan before you got involved with Spawn, or is it? No, not really, man. Actually, um, you know, I kind of uh, was a novice comic book fan, but then, um, you know, I was told about Spawn, like, you know, when the project was coming up, and that was kind of my baptism into. It. And that got you. That got you involved pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And then you started reading all the Spawn. Did you do much research for the character? Yeah, man, or? I, I grabbed all of them. Yeah, you know, but you know. When I when I had and then I realized I had to do the movie and the movie was the birth of the character and then I was like you know I just got to play the dude you had to play Simmons and Spawn yeah. in that flick well, absolutely know, it was yeah about him learning about what the deal was so you know I mean I did the research but it was really about the first two no absolutely yeah. and and I and I, from man, Brando tell me if I'm wrong on this but Spawn was really the first big comic book movie to come out it was well it Other was during Super, a lull period for for our generation yeah kinda, it was for the, the first, first book that we read yeah so, of the new generation of books I mean we had Batman and we had some of them so but for, as far for as a lot like of people out there books, you are the yeah. fir- you are the first foray into kind of superhero films you know what I mean you were you were Spawn being like the big one for our generation so yeah. how does that is that kind of cool? Like, uh, hey man, it's very cool, man. So many because people... you've done so much in your career too. You've been, you worked with Quentin Tarantino, right? You, yeah, you, yeah. Um, like we said, Black Dynamite. But to kind of all go back to that prolific character, do you still? Does it ever get old? No, man, it never gets old, man. I'm, I'm careful not to like complain about something because I mean, people like kill for my problems. They, they would love to be able <laughs> to complain no, yeah, about yeah. playing the first black superhero or playing the iconic Spawn character. Man, I, I don't, I don't want to hear myself talk like. No, absolutely, you know, right? Yeah, you know that, that's crazy. You're like, I, I know, I know too much of a good thing to realize that. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, I, I mean, come on, you know, I, I, it, it's a blessing. That's that's why, you know, I, you know, when I heard about this. I'm gonna come down, man. I'm gonna come down and say, you know, I, I owe a lot. To absolutely, this guy. come out and support Todd McFarlane and Spawn 200, and you know, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, and then other than Spawn, you've actually you've actually worked with some other comic book stuff. You were recently in Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, I was how, in Dark Knight. How did that? How was that, man? Was that a great experience? That or? was a cool experience, man. Christopher Nolan, man, that guy yeah. is like, I mean, he's a genius, but he's like such a regular dude. He's just like really that it freaks you out almost, right? Yeah, You're like, how does that do stuff come from that guy's mind? He's such dude, a nice guy. He's he's a he's a cat that you know he feels like a dude that you see in Home Depot. No, yeah, he's just, he's just regular. I thought he was gonna be like some like eccentric type of cat, or like Hitchcock. Yeah. He yeah, roll up in his all tuxedo. Those great movies he's yeah. done, but he's just a regular cat. That's great, yeah. man. So so that was fun. That was fun. I'm sure you get noticed for that all the time now, right? Well, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's you know more so than some of the other things, but you know because. Uh, you know, but it's a combination of stuff. It's everything. Yeah. People, people know who you are, and then, and then, obviously, we got to hit on it real quick. Black Dynamite, sir. Okay. I just got. I I love the film. Amazing. It's one of my favorite. My co-host it. Jesse is a, uh, is obsessed with the film. You guys saw it early yeah, it was, too, right? Jesse and I saw it at LA Film Festival. Oh, cool! At the and, first screening, yeah. and and that's become kind of an almost instant cult classic. Yeah, man, I'm blessed behind that, man. I I, I you know that was one of my favorite things to do because you know I came up with the character and. You know, and so it's it's close to my heart. So know? that's out of out of everything you've done, would you say that's the thing that you're not? I don't want to say proud, but the thing you most identify kind of with, or? Well, I mean, for me, I mean, because it came out of my, you know, it came out of my brain. So yeah, I you know I birthed that. No, yeah, so, yeah. you so, are black dynamite. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, so it's a lot of fun when somebody's you know is like they like what you've written. 
Absolutely, you know, it's not just time, you know. It's not just your your martial arts or a character you're playing. It's it's you. It's your creative output. They dig, yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, it's it's like you know, like a chick saying, "I want to be known for my mind." You know, no, absolutely. But <laughs> it's it's, it's like the that. same thing. I'm you sure know, for yeah, for movie yeah. stars and action dudes, man. That's yeah. cool. So Black Dynamite went over huge, and I, I've heard rumors that it's not the last we're going to see of the character, oh, no, right? No, no, we we got the cartoon, and we got we're going to do a Black Dynamite two. That's going to be, you know, I, I say uh, it's blacker and dynamitier. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that should be the yeah. tagline right yeah, there, man. Yeah. Right. So very cool. So Black Dynamite two. That's something people uh, to really get excited about. You got oh, anything yeah. else coming up? You want to let well, the world yeah, know I mean, about? Yeah, I, you know, I just uh, I directed a movie for Sony, um, Never Back Down two. Oh it's, wow, it, oh, cool. It, it, I'm I'm telling you, it's the best. Mixed martial arts movie, bar none. I That's mean, awesome. Nothing man. compares to this movie. Was that your first time directing a film, or yeah, it's my my first studio directing huh. deal. How did that go? Was it some, was it something it, you, you? It was tremendous. It was a wonderful experience for me, man. It's like I even as an actor, I always thought like a director producer. No, absolutely. So this time I had to, you know, I, I acted like a <laughs> director. No, producer. yeah, yeah. So so I mean, it really was like very fulfilling. That's great. Yeah. When, when can we when can we find Never Back Down too? Well, I mean, it's got probably more, uh, more like the summer. It'll probably be released in the summer. Ooh. But you know, I'm still putting the finishing touches on it. You know, putting putting. Yeah. You know, we're still in post. You know, I was in the editing room last. No, night. I'm sure. Yeah, you know so, how that. Yeah, you, I'm still doing it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Very cool. That's exciting. Any other plans to direct anything else coming up? Oh, or? yeah, yeah. I got a, a movie later on this this coming year called Mr. Man. It's a romantic comedy that I'll be directing. So you switch it. You're, you're yeah. all over the map. Yeah, man. I like nice. to change it up, man. And I got the action stuff. And, you know, there's a thing that uh, with the initials MK. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you, is anything yeah. going to come from that? or? Oh, it's coming from that. Because you were, seriously, you as Jax, that was perfect. Well, yeah, yeah and I'm about to go go to Vancouver and shoot another thing. For and that's, and I, remember, yeah. I remember waking up that morning and someone being like, did you see what was on, like, for a Mortal Kombat fan? Yeah. Uh, that, we're talking about, if, if you folks yeah. haven't seen it, there was a, a short Mortal Kombat With film Jerry shot. Jerry Ryan and yeah, you. Jerry, Jerry Ryan and, and, and Michael as, as Jax and, uh, and Sub Zero and, yeah, and Baraka. Really and just captured, because there's oh, yeah. a great story behind those games. Oh yeah, Kevin Tatcheron, uh, the director, he is, he is a real talented <clears throat> cat. Now, yeah, definitely. now they've trusted him, they, they're taking it to the next level. Well, we're going, we're going to do some short films about awesome. it right before we do the major wow, film. Wow. That's nice. so great. You know, and, and so, and it's, yeah. it's perfect timing because they have a new game coming out. Exactly. And the new game looks amazing. And it's not, it's not even that. It's also, I think, uh, maybe not the world, but the industry certainly thought, oh, Mortal Kombat. We, we saw that. That yeah, was cheesy right. and they did those dumb movies. <laughs> the second movie. You guys with like a five minute clip changed everyone's mind. Oh, yeah, mind. bro. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like. It was like, oh shit, this can be real. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is going to be hard edge, man. This next, this next salvo of what we're doing is going to take it from where we stop and. Is going oh, I can't wait, man! I can't wait. You're teasing the world. You're teasing the world right now, man. It's going to be hot. So there's so there's a lot of exciting stuff to look out for uh, coming up in the near future. We want to thank you very much for for stopping by and chat with us for a minute, man. And hey, if you ever want to come down to the to the Smod Castle, you know. Mm-hmm. Sit down for a little longer conversation, maybe when some of the stuff's oh, coming out of the new man. film. We'd be yeah. happy to have you on hey, anytime. We're all family here. Absolutely. Thank you, right. thank you very much, Michael Jai White, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Dude, we are first off. I did a really good Michael J. White impression, eh? Awesome. Very good job, awesome. Derek. Awesome, dude. I want to commend you. Like, you didn't, like, you, tasteful. I, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I learned it at UCB. It's the game. That was in, you learned that in level two at UCB? Yeah. Right on. Um, uh, no, that was actually Michael J. White, dude. Yeah, he was How super fucking awesome. cool was that? He was an incredibly cool guy. And, uh, dude, Black Dynamite 2. Black Dynamite cartoon, yeah. Mortal Kombat movie happening. Yeah. Like, holy shit. 
I'm excited. That's a fucking exciting year to be a geek. Does everyone, Derek, you agree on that shit, right? About what? Everything I just said. That's cool. <laughs> Derek's not a Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat game has Kratos in it. New Mortal Kombat game has Kratos in it. Yes, maybe Daz can get up in the movie, yo. Yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt. But, but dude, I just like yeah. I like fucking uh, I, like I want to see Jax fight. Like I can't wait. Hell yeah! Forget, for, like the movie, I'm excited for. Michael J. White is in good. He's a great action hero. He's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could tell he's been training hard, and he's doing that. He directed that MMA movie. Totally, that he was never back down too. And like he's like really into like that, and so you you know that's gonna be like. Really good I'm cr- like, stuff. Just, and like, and I, and like, and forget Mortal Kombat for a second. Black Dynamite too, man. Hell yeah! Like Black Dynamite was like you and Jesse. You guys knew about that for a long time before I did, and like yes. I finally. That's just one of the best movies in recent years. It's awesome. Like as far as you know, and that's another thing that like Michael Jai White. Going back to people who created stuff, Michael Jai White created that character. Yeah, like he owns Black Dynamite. You know, it's like if I ever see Tobey Maguire, I'm calling that motherfucker Spider Man. Yeah, there's certain people. Where they're, they're people, the things they've done eclipse their own. I don't own. think you would appreciate that. No? No. I don't think, what's he gonna do? Call him Seabiscuit. I think that he would get more mad at. Hey kid from Pleasantville! <laughs> hey Cider House! Cider House! <laughs> hey Cider House! You, you rule! Good night, you prince! Michael Cider Mom, House drools! Cider house. house drools! Hey, little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet! Hey, when you're talking to Toby Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turn it because I don't want him to know who I am because he wants to fight me. So I want him to think like, "What the fuck?" Andrew Dice Clay just came over and called me Spider Man. Toby Maguire would know who you were because when you give him your credit card, because you're in a deli that he works at, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He'll know. (laughs) What deli does he work at now? Uh, it's a subway. (laughs) <laughs> the deli's like a I nice, wanted to make it seem a little better. Deli's a nice way of saying it. Yeah. Wow, Derek with the zingers. Come get some, McGuire. <laughs> um, uh, does he not act anymore? What was the last thing you saw him in? Spider-Man, that you saw him in? Spider-Man 3. But I know he did the film with Jake Gyllenhaal and Natalie oh, yeah, Portman. Did great. Oh, Brothers? Is that what it was even called? Where like, some guy went to Iraq and then fucked Natalie Portman. Something about Brothers. Am I nobody, right? Nobody saw it. But no, you're right. You, you're, are you declaring Tobey Maguire done? I'm declaring. The weirdest part about that movie death, was it seemed like a modern. Sorry. What were you saying, Derek? Time of death. I couldn't hear. You say you're, you're marking it. I'm marking it. Seven forty-five. Tobey Maguire. It's over. Wow. You don't think he could be in like Prince of Persia too? Maybe he'll cameo in the Tobey Spider-Man Maguire. reboot. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest part about that Brothers movie is it seemed very similar to the plot of that other movie that Tobey Maguire was in with the, the four feathers, except it was like mo- it was modern times. That was Wes Bentley. Did no, he? but Tobey Maguire was in that with him, wasn't Didn't he? Someone... That was Heath Ledger. Oh my gosh, I have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, none. To... Ba- you're still thrown off from fucking Babar, Wes dude. Bentley, what happened to that dude? He um, was offered Spider-Man, um, and he said no. Ghost what? Rider is what happened to that dude? It's so the most Heath awesome Ledger. movie ever. Yeah, I'm kidding. Heath Ledger was going to be Spider-Man, but he said no. I mean, I was going to be Spider-Man at one point. Like, they were just throwing <laughs> that shit around, man. At the McDonald's birthday parties. What? But not in the movies. Oh, no, exactly. I was going to be Spider-Man for, like, private appearances and shit. <laughs> I would do that. Um, I was going to be Spider-Man in Hollywood Bowl. Right? What? You just took a picture of a tweeted one where a Spider-Man was on a 
standing on like a a, 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 mail, a newspaper box on the side of Hollywood Boulevard, but the greatest part was like no one was around for blocks, and he was still posing and shit, and I was like, this guy is really committed. That might actually be Spider-Man. Uh, speaking of, let's hit it real quick. So very cool with Michael Jai White. We hope to have him back live to the show uh, at the Smodcastle. That would be awesome, I think. Uh, speaking of Spidey, let's hit it real quick. What did you guys think? You seen the new costume? I think it looks great. Derek? It's okay. I'm okay with it. Looks painted on a little. Yeah, it's smeared. a little too. It's a little too glittery for me. Like it's, it hits That's the light. What the young ladies like these days. It hits the light. Oh, because of the Twilight guy. Yeah, this is for girls. Let's make that very. Clear. It really this is, is right. Spider-Man for girls. No, but it is. It's directed by the 500 Days of Summer guy, because and that's kind of a chick. They flick. already got the guys. Now they want the girls, and, and the girls have lots of money. And being a, as someone who was kind of on the inside for when the. Uh, other, the first three were marketed. Sony wants girls to come to Spider-Man. That's why they put Mary Jane on the poster. Because you are the the basis for J. Jonah Jameson. Let's yes. not mince words. <laughs> Everyone. I gave a lot of uh, notes to, uh, what was that called? J.J. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. I thought you were going to make... I call him J.J. Simmons because he was so good in the role. He was <laughs> awesome. You, anyone who's good, you call I J.J.? I made the wig. You did? <laughs> yeah. I, I commend you. Thank and what you. people don't know is you were so invested in the job that you... Uh, actually tailed him on all the going back to Oz before he even got the role. Like you're just with him always. You were there for Juno. You were there for uh. We're good friends. Lady Killers when he was Garth Pancake. <laughs> obscure. That's obscure. Going back, but that's good. A Coen Brothers film was obscure. The one of the le- most hated Coen Brothers. I love that movie. I thought it was really good. I love that I movie. I like it, but it's. I'm a big. A lot fan. of people don't like it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. A lot of people are crazy. I never saw uh, Intolerable Cruelty. I actually liked Intolerable Cruelty a lot. That's the two that people don't like, but I never even saw I liked one. both of them. They and came out within like three months. Of even it. though it has yeah. nothing to do with it, never saw The Terminal either. The Terminal sucks. That's, no, that's really good. You're full of it. Why? Why can't he, he have an opinion? Why can't he have an opinion? He can. He lost his country. What are you supposed to do? Go home? I just that like, ugh. What I was hate, bad about well, Catherine Zeta-Jones was terrible in that movie. She's hot. <laughs> okay. I you just know, didn't like it. Yeah, but did you see like the alternate ending? What? Oh. Tom Hanks' parents get shot by poachers. That's really sad. You know what I mean? And then he gets raised by an old lady. Oh. And he becomes In the, the airport? Because he raised he by becomes the king of the airport? <laughs> he becomes the king of the airport and he's got a French monkey friend. But it's not... It's well, just I would have loved that It's movie. just a French dude who like, like fucking scratches himself a lot. Like he's staying at the airport too, but he's got a place to go. He just likes to hang out there. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Gerard Depardieu. Played by Gerard Depardieu. Exactly, dude. Tom Hanks and Gerard Depardieu in Babar Goes to the Airport. Terminal 2. <laughs> what? Terminal? No, Terminal 2. Babar Goes to the Airport. You may think Gerard Depardieu doesn't work anymore, but he has an extensive IMDb. Oh, I know, dude. I I French, watch French. French. I watch French movies. I've seen Asterix at the Olympic Games. <laughs> what? What? Asterix at the Olympic Games made like two hundred million dollars in France. They love him. It's a, he's been in like four. There's a series of Asterix films. He's been in like four of them. He doesn't play Asterix either. What does he play? His friend. Ob, not Ob. I don't know. Obelix. Their, not Obelix. I have no idea. What you guys I don't know. Their stuff. You don't know Asterix? No. I'd say comic book. Oh. So why, do I have to ask me what he played if you didn't even know who you're talking about? I just I was asking Still questions. Still thrown off by Baybar. It's okay, dude. Gerard Depardieu is like the Ashton Kutcher of France. He plays like a fat Viking with a fake, <laughs> fake belly. Asterix is a Viking comic book. 
Wow. So the Asterix films are like really goofy live action, like. And he's sl- at the Olympics. Slapsticky. One of them, it's Asterix at the Olympics games, but they're set in ancient times, so it's like Roman. And this came out recently, two thousand and eight. Yeah. You know who else in it? Bernard Pouliot, who is the lead in uh, Man Bites Dog. Oh yeah. You know that film? Yes. Where about the the, the mockumentary the, about the, the serial, serial killer? killer? Yeah. That guy became a big comedic actor since. That's bizarre. Really big comedic actor. He does like voice work and shit. He has a TV show and stuff. That movie was just because I followed up. his career. That's the only reason I know about Asterix because I'm a big fan of of Man Bites Dog. Yeah, it's a great movie. Derek, you seen it? No. You ever heard of it? No. Quentin likes it. Now, do you want to see it? Yeah. It's a mockumentary where they follow this camera. It's about crew. it's about these aspiring filmmakers randomly stumble onto this dude who says he's a serial killer and then they follow him around and he's actually a fucking serial killer but it's his he's charming like it's the funniest fucking he's the most funniest character in like film but it's really really fucked up too because they kind of get involved in it at the same time the filmmakers and there's a weird line between at what point are they making a documentary at one point are they actually helping this guy fucking murder people i only like my mockumentaries to be centered around dog shows (laughs) is it french yeah oh no thanks no it's not actually Oh, okay. It's Belgian. Oh, forget it. Oh, Derek, one day we'll open your eyes. <laughs> My eyes are open. You know what chicks love? You don't even have to know what it is. Just say Cinema Paradiso. I don't even know what it is. But I've like, seen that movie. Thank you. Chicks love it. You love it? I saw it when I was a kid. I don't remember. Is it good? I I get it confused I feel with like that movie, if you, Avalon. If, you be, if, you, if you're like, hey, do you want to eat some crepes and watch Cinema Paradiso? Oh, you got them. Girls love crepes too, Derek. I like crepes. See? Loves he keeps bracking me up on shit. I'm kidding. You're not a girl, Brenda. Crepes are awesome. So if I want to ask Brenda out, oh, Brenda. Yes. Do you want to go see a French movie and eat crepes? Hell yeah. He All would right. though, in a I heartbeat, right? Yes. I got him. You guys got a date going on. Can we do a remote record? Like, can I sit in the back seat <laughs> with a microphone? Gentlemen don't. Gentlemen don't podcast their dates? <laughs> no. I, I would, I would love to be the first to break that mold. Um, so now, man, very cool shit happening. Spidey, so, uh, what do you think? What do you, who are the villains in the Spidey film? Have they announced it? I heard it's, I it's just a lizard so far that they've announced. And they won't. <sighs> and it's John Rice, whatever. John Rice Davies. Mark Webb is the real villain of Spider-Man. Am I right, guys? What'd you say? Mark Webb is the real villain of this movie. Hey. <laughs> eh? I would say right now, the real villains in the Spidey fucking verse are Julie Taymor and the boys from U2. <laughs> Did you see Captain America? Why was that like a <laughs> joke? <laughs> She's gonna murder people. Did you see Captain America? The sh- the screenshot? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, looks like a fucking pair of pajamas from Kmart. Looks like Captain America pajamas. You're wearing pajamas. I'm wearing a onesie. There's a big difference. <laughs> uh, see, and that was my lawyer calling to, to tell me that You're I'm right. In trouble. Um, did you see the Captain America screenshot, Brendo? I thought it looked cool. It doesn't look really soft. It looks like he's wearing like 1940s football fucking equipment. But it's the 40s, so I'm sure it'll look better in Avengers. I'm sure it'll look great in three movies from now. How and now, and and let's let's kind of wind down a little bit, but that's good. That's good that you brought that up. How are they? I thought of that about the other day. What are they going to do? Cap's going to get frozen in the ice at the end of this movie, and they're going to unfreeze him in the beginning of Avengers. Or are they going to unfreeze heard, him at the end? I of, heard that this movie covers. It's like there's flashbacks it's or something. Ended, it starts out in the present. Oh, it starts out in the ice? Yes. So they can already have him thawed by the time the Avengers start? Yes. By the time the movie ends, Captain By the time the movie ends. He's thawed, so that way while Avengers starts, they can just kick right into it? Yes. Now, when are they introing Hawkeye? Probably in Avengers. Actually, I heard... I heard he had a cameo. In Thor, maybe. Yeah. 
It's just so weird. And who else do they have to do? They're not going to intro Ruffalo. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they have secrets under their sleeve. What movies do they have left? Thor, which is already in the can. Captain America, which no one can cameo in because it's set in the 40s. But they have present day... uh, There are scenes in the present day. And that's it, right? Two flicks before the Avengers now. Right. There's no Iron Man 3 lined up. After Avengers. After... Who gives a fuck at that point? What do you mean? I feel like the, the balloon might burst once the Avengers happens. Because how do you go back to watching a standalone fucking film after they've all been in... You know what I mean? Well, it's like, after you've been to an you. orgy, how do you fuck one person? Well, the books still have standalone people and then group... Oh, he has a point. Yeah, but it's... I don't know, man. This is just like... It's like the dream team of fucking comic book movies. Like, it'll never get bigger or better than this. You know what I mean? they go back to... How uh, do they top this? I don't know. You can't... I feel like you can't top Avengers in Iron Man 3. You'd have to do Avengers 2, you know what I mean? So what are they going to do, like, every five years another Avengers flick? I don't know. I it's think crazy, they have a plan man. somewhere. Robert Downey Jr. is stretching himself, man. He's doing the fucking peanut commercial. Now he's doing voiceovers for another company. But they're all great. The peanut commercial the is peanut, I want the peanut to be in Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Planners? Yeah. Wouldn't that be, who should they kick out of the team? Um, Ruffle. I, nobody wants to see Hulk. I would like to see Hulk if it was Norton. Well, you had your chance. Yeah, I don't think Mark Ruffalo is the Norton Hulk. Norton had a fucking chance, I think. Like I from like every from idea. every indication, Norton is the only one that didn't want that to happen. I think uh, he wanted more creative. Control Apparently, he wanted to re- he wanted to write the Avengers. Like, yeah, 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 he wanted to write every single word of dialogue coming out of everyone's mouth. I'm sure. And they came to a head where they either give him control or uh, mess up their big plan. And there was this whole subplot about like. The Hulk murdered a priest, and like they were gonna bring in Richard Gere and shit. <laughs> but um, bump, whoosh, nothing but net. That was an NBA Jam reference for you, um, <laughs> gentlemen. We got a lot of stuff coming up for us, don't we? Lots. Let's tease the peeps. Insane. First off, let me just say, um, we are a proud member of the Smodcast Podcast Network. Yes. And uh, the site's going through a redesign right now, but you can still go to smodcast.com slash bagged and boarded, or honestly, listen on iTunes, because then it reflects our rankings, and I get so much trim off of that. I'm like, ladies, number 47 in comedy, if you click audio only, and then they just come flocking. So uh, sure. check check us out on iTunes. That's um, how I get all the dudes. Next week, you're going to hear this show. Folks in the LA area who are hearing the show on Saturday, what are you doing Wednesday night? I'm going to be here. I, I was asking the people in the L.A. area. Oh. Derek, what are you guys You doing? be the people in the L.A. area. What are you doing Wednesday night? Uh, I don't know. You got something? Uh, I don't know. Are you a Ninja Turtle fan? Yeah. Well, how about uh, 8 o'clock, Smodcastle, me and this guy over here, interview Mr. Kevin motherfucking Eastman. Are you going to tell him what you told us about the turtle movies? That I that I really really like them. Yes, I did say that. Go back and listen. I was very careful. The, the thing is, okay. I said they are immensely enjoyable, you're, you're and right. I don't think he was involved with the turtle movies. Well, he created the characters. Yeah, but he created the Mirage characters. I like. I want to talk to him about that too because there's so many stories over the years of of you know what I mean. Yeah. You always hear this like there's 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 definitely stuff to cover. There's a lot like, of different versions of the turtles out there. There's a lot of different versions, and there's a lot of different versions of the turtle story about like. How it got created and who maintained it and who really, you know what I mean? I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, so that's coming up on the 20, uh, on the 19th of February, January, some fucking month, right? Show guys? up on a Wednesday. It's on a Wednesday. You know what we have after that? We have a dude. 
Brando. The dude? You're really teasing him. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Reginald Hudlin will be on the show. I knew his first name was Reginald. Mr. Reginald Hudlin, the f- a director of such films as House Party, Boomerang, Great White Hype. That's which awesome. I, and, and believe you me, I will make a Mr. Roper, Mr. Roper reference. And they just announced the Black Panther cartoon is going to be on DVD. They DVD did. And, movie. And Reggie Reginald Hudlin wrote the Black Panther run for many years, and he was head of BET, and that'll be really cool. And then, folks, coming up very soon, uh, there is a special surprise announcement that will change the very fabric of the way that you live your lives. Like, you know, you breathe oxygen, you exit, exude, whatever. The f- Give me a word, Dirk. Did you say he ran BET? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is, is he responsible for taking the Tia reruns off? Pa- we can find out. All right, I got a bone to pick with him. All right. <laughs> I can't wait for that to fucking the happen. The what reruns? T- Tia? Do you remember? It was... Tia Mowry show. Tia Mowry had her own no, no, show? A, uh, what? A female comedian. Brandy was her daughter. It was an early ABC sitcom that they played on BET a lot. <laughs> Not Real quick, have you seen the Tatiana Ali commercials with Martin Lawrence yet? No. What? It's like, hey, I'm Tatiana Ali. And he's like, hey, I'm Martin Lawrence. She's like, they know who you are. Big Mama's House, uh, Blue Streak, like Bad Boys. Black Knight. But we're here to talk. He's like, yeah, and I'm also the producer of your new show, the Tatiana Ali Show, coming on channel like 104. And she was like, yeah, da, 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 da. And then they go like. On TV? Yeah. So I guess her music career. What was her song? I was trying to think of it. Oh, I don't remember. What was the single? I don't know. That was around the same time as the Spice Girls. I owned the Tatiana Ali single. Yeah. I was very into the pop culture and stuff, Brenda. That was right around the same time as the Spice Girls, Bewitched, Billy. I remember Bewitched. Yeah. Say La Vie. The movie Bewitched. So, uh, there's a big announcement coming up that, that, uh, uh, is about this show and, uh, what? About Tia? Coming about Tia. To We're going to talk about <laughs> Tia. We're going to talk about Baybar. And we're also going to talk about folks in the near future. Uh, let's just put it this way. You might be able to fillet Brendan Creasy. Maybe. In a town near you. Possibly. If you're lucky. It, ooh. Uh-oh. Play, early. play your cards <laughs> right, <laughs> folks. You know what he likes. Like he's off, Give him your likes and dislikes right now. Like Playboy Centerfold. Diet Coke. I like <laughs> watching... Turn ons, um, turn off. So turn ons, Diet Coke. Diet Coke. That's your only turn on. Teen melodramas. Diet Coke and teen melodramas. What are your turn offs? Jerks. And, um. Are your turn offs pet peeves? Yeah. <laughs> Can I put pet peeve as my. People turn? that talk during movies. So, you, what turns you on is Diet Coke and teen melodrama. Yes. And what turns you right off are jerks. And people who talk during movies. Yeah. All right. So, folks, if you're not a jerk and you don't talk during movies, but you love Diet Coke and Dawson's Creek, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, start start composing your love letters to this dude. You yeah. will, you will be accepting suitors, right? Yeah. You will, like you, you, there will be a wooing period. You'll be a road slut. Yeah, he's gonna be a road <laughs> slut, dude. And I'm gonna document it. Um. You're going to announce a wooing period. Yes. You're going to go, okay, you may woo me now. You'll yes. announce it on Twitter, and then you'll accept suitors like like Jasmine and Aladdin. Yes. And then, like, your Aladdin will ride in on an elephant and shit. And, like, me and Derek will be like, he is not a prince. And you'll be like, no, he is. I love him anyway. And you run off together. That's pretty much what's going to happen. Then you're like, I can show you my ass. That's the gay <laughs> version of that, Brenda. <laughs> 
I could go further, but I don't want to because I feel like I might turn some people off, and I might get a singing contract, which I, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm a busy guy these days, so I don't want to I don't want to stack my plate too much. A um, great way of thinking, <laughs> folks. What a night, huh? Stanley, Michael Chai White, Derek Armijo, Todd McFarlane. And what a great segue to the way I was going to take the episode out. I didn't know. I was I was holding on to it for a reason, boys. Derek and Brendo are the fucking <laughs> team. You know Team Unicorn? They're Team Spoiler Alert. Um, team. What? The Spoiler Team. You're this fucking Spoiler Team. Uh, folks, time. thank you for joining us here on Bagged and Boarded. You can check me out on Twitter at Countode and Smodcastle. I'm at Brendoman, Brendoman.com. At Derek Armijo. Uh, as always, please uh, tune in to all the Smodcast podcasts and check out the Fred Entertainment podcast as well. If you're in the Los Angeles area, anytime, come on by the Smodcastle. But if it's on a Wednesday night, check us out here at Bagged and Boarded. And again, look for a big, big announcement coming soon. Uh, to take us away, ladies and gentlemen, another man who created quite an iconic character, a message from Mr. Todd McFarlane. But first, I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm Derek Armijo. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What? Love yourselves, folks. Come on. That's my new one. Hey, everyone. This is Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn. I just want to thank everybody out there for supporting me through the first 200 issues of Spawn. And I'd also like to encourage everybody here to continue listening to Bagged and Boarded with Matt and Brendo. Bagged and boarded. Matt and Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies. Bagged and boarded, it's a way in life. Tell your friend, tell your mom, tell your hoe, tell your wife. Coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pot for your sexy faces. Who's the two free kids you want to bone? In the secret podcast bunker all alone. On the internet, we'd be the top crooks. We got issues and we owe me funny books. Homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chillin'. Me and JR, we got the top billing. Sit down, relax, and yo, we'll take a seat. Get ready for the top podcast, do all agree. I'll just spit loud, but I can spit faster. I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master. We got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. We just talking shit. Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. The listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We just two weeks, and that's the topic of discussion. Headings of the slopes on the green on nothing. Quick stop at night, we're storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonkers. We're teaching every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth, and matters out in orbit. We're not quite right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag of boarded. Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded. Bagged and boarded. Find more funny shit like this at Smodcast.com. There's so many to choose from. There are so many to choose from on the Smodcast Podcast Network. On Sundays, it's me and Scott doing the classic Smodcast, the show that started it all. Mondays, it's me and Ralph Garman doing Hollywood Babylon. There's so many to choose from. Tuesdays, you get a double shot of goodness, man. Malcolm Ingram's blowhard, as well as Red State of the Union Q&As, our podcast show about our forthcoming movie. 
There's so many to choose from. On Thursdays, drop the gloves with the puck nuts, the same guys that bring you Tell Em Steve Dave on Fridays. And don't forget on Saturdays, Jay and Silent Bob get old with me and Jason Muse. There's so many to choose from. You could try some shows that aren't so regular, just happen every once in a while, like Highlands, a people history, where me and people that grew up in the town I grew up look back at the town we grew up in. Smarriage at Smod Castle, where real live people get real live married by real Rev Kev, that'd be me. There's so many to choose from. Smodimations, that's where me and Scott are drawn as cartoons. They take little sections of Smodcast we've done and animate them, man, and make them even funnier somehow. And if you've ever been to Smodcastle, then you've met Matt Cohen, and Matt Cohen has his own show, Bagged and Boarded, which is also now at Smodcast.com. There's so many to choose from. I know you keep telling me, man, but did you know that most of the podcasts at Smodcast.com are recorded live in front of a studio audience at Smodcastle, our theater out in Los Angeles on Santa Monica Boulevard between Wilcox and Cole? There's so many to choose from. Scott, even at Smodcastle, there are so many to choose from. Every week, you could see Malcolm Ingram do his show, Blowhard Live. You could see me and Jason Muse doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. You could see Matt Cohen doing Bagged and Boarded. You can come see Tom Green do a show down there. You could see me and Mosier doing the occasional Smodcast 3D. There's so many to choose from. That's right. For one low price, a hundred bucks, you could see every show. That happens in Smodcastle for a month. Every show you go, you get that basically comes down to be like four bucks a show. I mean, come on, you can't get a better deal than that. Go to smodcastle.com slash smodpass for the smodpass, or just stay right here on smodcast.com and listen to any of the shows that we throw up there free for nothing because we love you. And guess what? There's so many to choose from. That's right, Scott. There are so many to choose from. Smodcast.com. There's so many to choose from.